0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 16th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian.
1: And I'm your co-host, Levi.
0: And before we get started, I just want to apologize. I'm a little sick this episode, so you might hear a little bit of sniffling. (laughs) Uh, And we do have some really great treats for you at the end of this episode, too, so make sure you stick around until the end. Yeah. So the first band we're going to talk about is Dig Out. Dig Out are a mathcore band from Atlanta. And before we had the podcast, I just want to say quickly that we did actually cover them on our Submission Sunday article, um, which we rounded up the most promising submissions of that month. And uh, this is Dig Out's first new stuff since 2016. Um, they released a uh, an EP called Threshold, and this is definitely improvement. They put such out such a step up. Yeah, they put out three new singles um, that were apparently intended for a split with Hands in the Sky. Um, but apparently neither one of us has been able to find their half of the split. Yeah,
1: Chris and I were talking about this, we were looking into it and just still could not find that band. So, um, even Dig Out, uh, if you guys know where we can find the other band, that'd be awesome. But apparently that fell apart. Yeah. What what what
0: is, what is the story with that? We'd like to know. Um, but again, as I mentioned, this is, this is an improvement from their last stuff. Um, I mean, it sounds, it sounds a lot better, less, less samples.
1: Um, I, I would say uh, I was a little confused by um, uh, the single release uh, after learning about the, the EP Fall Apart. I thought maybe you guys would release all three uh, singles uh, one after another but I noticed you kind of spaced them out month by month. Um, another thing I'm noticing uh, because it's a single you know you're doing one solid track release. Um, really thought you guys would have posted the lyrics. Didn't see the lyrics there. Would've have really liked to uh, read them <laughs> as I was listening to it.
0: That never escapes us, dude. Never. And uh, we're gonna listen to their their single "Rest."
1: We both agree on this one. "Rest" is definitely the best out of those three.
0: Absolutely. And this came out on November twentieth of two thousand seventeen. Here we go. <laughs> So that was Rest by Dig Out, and that came out on November 20th of 2017. So next we're going to talk about Cleric. Cleric are a mathcore band from Philadelphia, and uh, good lord, this is this is amazing work. They're back with their first new stuff in like seven years, uh, and it is an absolute showstopper. This album is really, really good. Um, it kind of came out really late in the year. Um, and, you know, as I always say, you can kind of run the risk of being ignored by publications by doing that.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I got to say, uh, as far as the seven year break, uh, this album is so strong that if you were to tell me that they spent all seven years on the album, I might believe you because it's pretty <laughs> dynamic and everything. It's um, massive. Yeah. Uh Cleric just other than the car bomb feels that I get from these guys, it's this lovely like blend of like behold the arctopus meets like Mr. Bungle, just really awesome like jazzy elements with like just, like I'll mixed heavy I'll see your riffs. Mr.
0: Bungle and raise you Dillinger escape plan because I'm,
1: I'm, I'm there with you. So I'm I'll, I'll <laughs> Dillinger too. So
0: uh, it's funny as I've definitely seen all the above comparisons made online though, from Mr. Bungle to Coralis to behold the arctopus, they they pretty much have you know to Dillinger of naturally they they have all of these sort of influences. S- um, um, uh, so especially this like, is an eclectic like, one.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, something special about clerics album. Um, I noticed so most albums, you know, we're, uh, we're you know, generally like the first five tracks are usually the bangers, you know, and then you, you might end with a banger. But um, clerics album, it almost seems to get heavier as the album goes on, um, like track five to six. It almost grabbed my attention more. And I was like, wait a second. And I kind of went back and it definitely got heavier.
0: It does. It actually, I think, it does get progressively heavier based upon what our definition of that is, anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, also, uh, for anybody out there that might go to Bandcamp and just listen to a track or two, um, if you're going to give this band the time, definitely listen to the full album because they take you through a pretty dynamic ride there. They so.
0: absolutely do. Um, yes, I was just about to say that. They. It's not just you know nonstop blasting attack. You know, they they definitely know how to exercise some good volume dynamics. Yep. So they'll take you to places that are more. You know, atmospheric and ethereal.
1: That's where that's where I got the Mister Bungle because it takes me out of the metal element and it almost like transports me somewhere and brings me back. I'm like, all right, heavy shit. <laughs> A little it. palate cleanser. Yeah, there. Yeah, it's really nice. So,
0: yeah, and they've they've just they've raised the bar with this one. Um, you know, I always compliment bands that use like elongated phrases and song structures, but <clears throat> this is gonna force me to reevaluate when and where I, I use that um, that kind of phrasing because. Yep they've they've um, they've outdone themselves this is fantastic and we're gonna listen to the first track off their brand new album which is called retro casual and the name of that song is the trim and this just came out on December 8th of 2017 here we go (laughs) So that was The Trim by Cleric. And that's off their new album, Retro Casual, which just came out on December 15th of 2017.
1: Gonna fucking unbuckle my seatbelt after that ride. Damn.
0: Yeah, I would say, um, excuse me, December 8th of 2017. And yeah, I think every single song is like over eight minutes on that album. I think some of them close in on 11 minutes. I think they're asking 11 dollars for the album which is apropos because every song is like 11 minutes so
2: worth it
0: absolutely worth it it's worth your time and your money alright so next we're gonna talk about Morse Morse are a mathcore hardcore band from France there's been a a big resurgence of this style uh, in France recently Uh, dead like me um, you know these bands who are like really similar to Gaza and cult leader
1: just that relentless driving hardcore, mm-hmm. you
0: know. Very dark. Yep. Um, still angular, still brings some odd times though too. Um, you know, some little more little more experimentation, a little noisy.
1: Um uh, every song um may uh, yeah, just every song has that just heavy side and it builds up momentum, kinda drops, builds yeah, up yeah. again. It's know? it's
0: relentless with the build ups. Yep. Um of course Botch is the master of the we're the masters of the buildup.
1: Um, I am r- reminded a lot of just talking about driving hardcore. Also, uh, all pigs must die. Another, uh, death wish band that, um, you know, uh, one of Nate's bands from converge. So, Oh,
0: um, it's, it's not Nate. It's, um, it's freaking Ben. Ben is, uh, Ben's the drummer of that band.
1: Oh, it's Ben. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Ben Ben's the drummer of that band. Hey, yeah. listen, yeah, yeah. fact
0: check Levi. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I saw some eye contact over there for a second. Like, I was like, oh, excuse me.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 sweetie. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is some good shit though um, I just love how this style is, is getting big right now And uh, as you were saying, it's, it's definitely pretty relentless um,
1: Yeah, um, it's definitely just, uh, I mean There's a time and place for driving hardcore For Christian and I, it's pretty much all the time We'll take that in, so
0: <laughs> It doesn't get old And uh, we're going to listen to Corrupted Senses Which is the first track off Pathetic Mankind And that just came out on November 24th of 2017 Here we go. So that was "Corrupted Senses" by Morse, and that's uh, track one from their new album, "Pathetic Mankind," and that came out on November 24th of 2017. So next we're going to talk about Mini Pony. Mini Pony are a international two-piece mathcore progressive metal outfit, if you will, um, from Ecuador. I believe actually one of the members is originally from Italy. However. One person does all the instrumentals, and another handles the vocal duties. Um, it just full of polyrhythms. Carbomb. If you like Carbomb, this is definitely going to be right up your alley. Uh,
1: there is just this awesome, like techno-y, like, industrial side of this band mm-hmm. that I really, really dig a lot. Um, the Electronic track, elements. Yeah, I uh, really enjoyed uh, the track Gatos that uh, has a lot of that industrial feel.
0: That's the one they're going to be listening to, actually. Hey, hey. And uh, Gatos is track four from their new album Imagos, Imagos, I think that's how you say it, and that came out on October 22nd of 2017, here we go. Right, so that was Gatos by Mini Pony, and that's off their new album, Imaggio, and um, that came out on October 22nd of 2017. I was really digging that. It's fucking awesome. I man. can see some people really hating it, because it's kind of, um, you know, a little all over the place.
1: Those those fade in and outs are amazing.
0: <laughs> God, it was it's amazing. Really, really digging it. So next we're going to talk about Do My... And Dumai are a mathcore, technical deathcore band, if you will, from Ukraine. Famously, they did a really great cover of uh, Daughter's classic, Nurse, Would You Please Prep the Patient for Sexual Doctor. So I'm sure you can imagine, you know, what kind of sound they possess. Um, Although this definitely has like more deathcore tendencies, as I was saying earlier, like their contemporaries and apparently their friends in dysphoria, so... Yeah. Actually, if you watch, like, any video of dysphoria, you'll see members of Dumai pop up.
1: (laughs) Um, uh, Dumai, they have such this... uh, um, I guess, like, all... Uh, most european bands like deathcore bands uh have this weird experimental i would say um wacky side sometimes oh but um, this band is
0: definitely on the wacky side. they have a great sense of humor clearly
1: yeah, do my reminds me a lot of a uh, uh we butter the bread with butter you know just um it's yeah it's just there's these like wacky experimental sides that i enjoy and it almost reminds me that's a european deathcore this band. Is, this is way. far better
0: than that though
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was just comparison for sure
0: this is yeah this is this is actually really good stuff too and um
1: and then uh, one more thing, uh, this is um, a collection.
0: Um, yes, yes. I was just about to say, this is actually a compilation EP, which is a collection of uh, their singles from 2014 to 2017. But it's done in a really seamless way. It, absolutely. It, you, can't, you can hardly tell that these songs were potentially written and recorded years apart.
1: Yeah, my last note was that because it kind of caught me at the end. I was like, oh shit, a collection. Oh, mark yeah, that down. it's
0: it's really actually hard to tell that. They've uh, done it pretty seamlessly. And we're gonna listen to Anime Era Disney. I'm just assuming they didn't Mm -hmm. want to be sued by Disney, and uh, that's again off their compilation EP 2014 to 2017, which came out November 29th of 2017.
3: Here we go. I have you
0: so that was Anime Era of Disneyp, Jesus <laughs> um, by Dumai and that's their uh, that's off their compilation EP 2014 to 2017 and there's actually a really great music video that goes along with that so uh, YouTube that if you have a second next we're going to talk about Wasteland that is with two V's in place of the A's um, Wasteland are a mathcore crime band from Russia and uh I, I, you know, similar, I, I suppose, to Do Mine, just for you, who we were talking about earlier. Yep. And, and on, on that note, I just want to say that you can, you know, it's it's kind of like you can identify what region the band is from if they have that kind of sound. I feel like it's really prevalent over there.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, one thing with Wasteland I'm noticing, um, a little different from Doom Eye, uh, I'm getting this heavy, heavy, like, digital grind element, like, almost like that myspace we came with broken teeth kind of vibe, you know?
0: And I was just about to say, uh, on the MySpace notes, tons of samples, almost in a Kill Whitney dead way. Ugh. So, uh, like using the samples religiously as part in a musical way as part of the song.
1: Christian and I are suckers for sample samples for sure. Well, you it's
0: especially like, like, like if you listen to a band that is nothing but samples. samples like, what does that say about so you?
1: Good. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, uh, we're also
0: grown men who just like make references to shit that we watched when we were like teenagers. So
1: it's it's good know. to have reminders of the youth. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, I I do want to add one thing. Um, If anybody else listens to a podcast other than this, uh, I I take it you do. Um, I would highly suggest listening to uh, the Metal Injection uh, podcast as well. Uh, There, I believe, episode... 442, um, I plugged Wasteland. Um, I called in. I'm kind of like a rotating uh, guest. Yeah, you've been
0: calling in for years, haven't you? i been calling in
1: for years, like two years, kind of like doing a metal uh, weed correspondence thing, and uh, they were asking me what I was listening to on the next podcast, and I plugged Wasteland. So uh, Wasteland, if you guys want to listen to me talking about you, uh, go to episode 442 of a Metal Injection. And uh, The live cast. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rob.
0: So we're going to listen to Blood Mines, by Wasteland again. That's with V's stylized for the A's, and that's off their new album IDDQD. <laughs> that came out on. Uh, that's that's actually the the cheat code in Doom for uh, for God mode. <laughs> I knew it was a cheat code,
1: didn't know what. Um, I thought it, like, you know the whole uh, extra blood code A B A C A B B for uh, the exact Kombat, same you know? concept. Yeah, 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 love it.
0: And that came out on uh, November tenth of two thousand seventeen. Here we go. So that was Blood Mines by Wasteland, and that's off their new album IDDQD, which came out on November 10th of 2017. Alright, so next we're going to talk about Vile Driver. Vile Driver are a tech death mathcore band from Ontario. Notably, the band features members of Starring Janet Leigh which was an incredibly underrated Holy band. Holy
1: fuck, shut up, really?
0: Yep. Um, oh my god! And they released, god. yeah, <laughs> I know, totally. so that's, that's most people's reaction, because that Holy was a very, shit. very good project, as <sighs> you could tell by Levi's reaction. Oh, uh, had Canada a great album. is so brutal, dude. dude. every Canadian band in that, that genre, just, <sighs> just so good. Like, right off the bat, you can expect to have, um, you know, a, a good product, like, overall.
1: Oh, good homework, buddy, I didn't yeah, know that. They
0: released a really great album called Spectre back in 2009, which was one of my favorite albums that year, and I still jam it to this day.
1: It's brutal tech death in like the best way. It's just
0: yeah, it's good. It's man. good. Um, and this is their so this is, makes this their first. Well, you know the members of the group anyway. This is their first like studio effort in about eight years. So, um,
1: um I want to say for Vile Driver, uh, the production is awesome. So
0: good, crystal clear, the, and they say it on their description too, which I'm like ah, but
1: do they really? They do say oh, that. No. Way. <laughs> they said it. And I, then <laughs> I listened to
0: the album, and I was like, oh my god, they're really true to that statement. Uh,
1: like, love the song structures. Uh, I I the there's like this like. Awesome, awesome thrashy element that takes me like revocation. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's really well done, man.
0: On that note, I feel like it's a slight departure from starring Janet Leigh. Excuse me. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. It's not, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you're expecting exactly like starring Janet Leigh, you're going to be a little disappointed. And um, that I think this returns to more of like tech death. Um, I got excited
1: right away. By the way, when you said that, <laughs> that enough,
0: yeah. Um, not to say this album is any less inspired. By the way, it's just different, um, and it's it's a banger. Um, seven tracks, um, quite a bit of content in there. And uh, we're going to listen to, what track are we going to listen to?
1: I, I honestly don't have one written down, and usually when I don't have one written down, it's just because I enjoyed the whole release. So
0: then In that case, we may as well go with the last song, which uh, really hit me in the right spot, which was Your Religion Has Failed You. Okay, boom. <laughs> and uh, that came off, uh, excuse me, that's off their, their new album, Primary, which came out on... December 15th of 2017. Canada. Here we go. So that was Your Religion Has Failed You by Vile Driver. And that's off their new album, Primary, which came out on December 15th of 2017. So the last band we're gonna talk about is The Vilification. The Vilification is a progressive, formerly a progressive metal band. Now they seem to be uh, leaning towards more like mathcore from Ontario, another Ontario band this episode. And uh, the band was formerly all instrumental and this new stuff is a, a definite, seen a definite progression in my opinion. It's uh, the band's first new material in over two years, and unlike their previous instrumental efforts, um, they return returned with an addition of a vocalist. Shed all the progressive metal elements, or most of it anyway. It seems uh, in favor of like a more hardcore sound. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Um, That's more or less my write-up. We uh, actually
0: premiered a song for them like last month.
1: Nailed that shit, dude. Um, so a uh, new vocalist. Well aware of this. Um,
0: new vocalist. This is a better direction, in my this opinion. This is
1: such a better direction. It really reminds me of, like, uh, the UK Architects, um, in a way. Just I was going to really... say Frontier. All right, you son of a bitch. All right. Um, ama- following
0: Archaea as well.
1: Like, uh, ama- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Stuff just... on that
0: Tony Danza kind of tree, you know?
1: Yep. Just a really amazing, like, kind of, like, techie metalcore, you know? Um... I gotta say, uh, the the breakdown rhythm that this band does is like the classic, like two thousand, early two thousand, like chuggy, quote unquote, breakdown, which I really appreciate. Um, Thick, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and and once again to to this new vocalist, big fan of this the. Like I would call it a, the mid-range hardcore vocals, just good yelly lowish vocals, not too low, not too high. I really, really like that. It's like it's almost like a mid-range that you can rock the whole song. And at, at the at the end, I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, awesome.
0: It's tough. Yeah. And, and we're gonna look- listen to their new single, which is called "Through Iron Sights," which uh, we premiered through our website last month.
1: Um, I, I do want to do one more thing with the vocals though uh, the The track Shuffling I really do like the singy vocals and Shuffling I knew we weren't probably going to do that one, one. Um, but uh, shout out to your vocal range there man I, I, I appreciate it so
0: again, we're going to listen to Through Iron Sights which is their new single um, off their yet to be released EP which is called The World Owes You Nothing and that's slated for March here we go <laughs> so that was Through Iron Sights by The Vilification and that's off their yet to be released EP The World Owes You Nothing which is uh, slated for March definitely uh, hearing what you're saying about the architects thing by the way thanks dude appreciate that and uh, I'm I know you were acknowledging the Fallen Archaea remark, too. <laughs> dude. Uh, <laughs> the half-step parts, the Tony anything that's like a Tony Danza kind of sound.
1: I, I, I literally like I was like, come on, you got to see that architect And he's like, yeah. And then right after that, he's like, oh, and I see what you're talking about the Fallen Archaea. <laughs> All right.
0: This is why it's two people, not just one. Yeah, dude. So next, we're going to go over our favorite albums of 2017. There were a lot of really good EPs this year, uh, so I had a really hard time. Sort of just trying to distinguish, you know, between full-length albums and EPs. So I just went ahead and, um, you know, qualified them by length essentially, uh, which is why I did <laughs> uh, an entire top ten of EPs because just again, so many good EPs this year that fucking nerd that demand well they they demand attention. Uh, they need to be mentioned. So uh, I'll get us started here with that. My number ten EP of the year is. The Calloused Dowboys Animal Tetris.
1: You happy, Carson?
0: <laughs> how can I, how can I not put that on there after they, they sampled my voice, um, even if it was a, a faux pas of saying the incorrect song title?
1: I'm not going to talk uh, about all the albums like this, but um, uh, kudos. Um, this is such a progression from the last release.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, great, great art by Kanye of CU-based Cowboy. <laughs> it's they went and so recorded good, with, or the um, they got their stuff mastered by the same person as well, I believe. So. Uh, it, it really, yeah, it's a big step up. And as far there's not many bands using uh, strings in their ensembles other than One Bond, and they're like now, of course, the best of friends, so it's only apropos. East Coast. String up. So my number nine EP was Ladybird I Feel Nothing, I Exist Nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and a uh, little short, but just uh, a lot of replay value for me. Really evil. Short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, next for me, number eight was Mouth Breather Pig. This one uh, came out of left field and became quickly a crowd favorite amongst Mathcore Index people. Uh, just super heavy, chaotic, great hardcore from Boston. These guys are going places. Fucking love that name. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised no one had taken it. Um, oh, wait. You said we've had this discussion. There was yep. a lot of math videos, yep. but they still distinguished themselves. So <laughs> Claim it. Next, uh, my, my number seven was End, uh, The Unforgiving Arms of God. That was um, again, I was sort of wondering it that's closer to an LP length, but again still technically an EP. So EP, man. This I again, this this whole year made me question my, my definition of EP versus LP.
1: My thing is like, can you fit it on a seven inch?
0: Right, well that's that's the original definition, but now it's like so you know, hardly yep. anyone is actually physically printing anymore it seems. So yep. um next was uh, the cheeseburger picnic iodine. Maya just always on point. With her, you know, for one-person projects, they're pretty much all good. (laughs) Yep. You know, just uh, point your finger on one and listen to it. You will probably enjoy it. Next was uh, second grade knife fights, page one and page two for that matter, sneaking on there behind it. Great, great EPs. Bought the first one on cassette um, through Parking Lot Records. Love it. Uh, Sounding Trepanation was my number four. Uh, Really, wow! I I love this album a great deal. Just bringing all the all the styles that I really enjoy. A great, a great throwback feel, but it's it's still forward thinking. Um, just, just extremely memorable riffs. Man, they get stuck in my head all the time. I still walk around to this day just like humming them.
1: Track um, one opens with such a great sampler, and then rips from there on.
0: And again, this is an album that I feel like is a full length in its own right. But you know, it's, it's only p ish in a way. It's yeah, sweet, due yeah. to the length, and it's, of course, it's just packed with with bangers. So. Yeah. There's no B-side feeling here whatsoever. So then my number three was Good Game. Uh, don't blow it. Brock uh, is one of the best players right now. Perfect technique. Uh, just a, a huge fan of what Good Game is doing. It's it's some of the best feels with extremely good pop sensibility. It's it's good stuff. Uh, my number two, Snooze, actually extremely. Uh... These guys really, uh, you know, another album that I, it's almost a full length that it's in its own right, um, but, you know, not quite uh, the, the total length necessary, but still just another extremely memorable album. Good Game, I actually had a hard time um, with between this one and Good Game, but I think I just happened to give Snooze a few more listens, Was yeah. pretty much what I was going by. And then my number one EP was See You Space Cowboy, Fashion Statements of the Socially Aware, I've certainly uh, been plugging this one enough, so I'm sure you all know by now just how much I love that EP. So next, uh, I guess I'll go for my top 10 uh, full-length albums. Coming in at number 10 was Worry, A Celebration of Guilt. Extremely heavy. uh, Great dudes, ex-Great Redneck Hope. Super glad to have him back. Uh, Coming in at number 9 was Artificial Brain, infrared horizons great angular death metal you uh, know these guys have not put out a good uh, bad album yet uh, my number eight was SAR life is no way to treat an animal I feel like this was under a lot of people's radar um, they're from Washington
1: I say this one that's damn good Fuck.
0: it's a fucking good album uh, just elements of live by Messiah opus and, and daughters too so get out and listen to that album if you haven't heard it yet
1: artwork is also just awesome brilliant
0: yeah um, my number seven was puncture Form and Void. Uh, wow, Los Angeles bringing it super hard, dirty hardcore in the vein of Gaza. Uh, this one deserves your attention as well. My number five. This one came out super late, so I feel a little guilty placing it so high. But retro casual by Cleric. He did it. Is is as a masterpiece. Um, it's going to take me a, a long time to truly digest this album. To be fair, but uh, it's it's clearly head and shoulders above a lot of other stuff. Uh, my number fifth, my number five album rather, was Yowie. Uh, synchro mysticism ah oh, that's
1: such a good one i forgot this that one was one almost
0: this was my i was almost gonna make this my album of the year but i just didn't listen to it as much as the other albums that are about to be listed yeah. um I, you know last fm does not lie uh so my next uh, my number four was miko segunda muerte so my number three was helpless debt uh, holy roar really uh, snatched up a good one there they appeared on one of our compilations um, as do many of these other bands actually and uh, my number two was Converge, The Dusk and Us yes, I'm sure you saw that one coming uh, I felt kind of cheesy putting it so uh, just obviously high on my list but again, Last FM does not lie I listened to this album yep. quite a few times there's some really catchy bits in it um, yeah, it's a, it's a good album and also just great art of course
1: um, Converge, <laughs> uh, there we go Converge, yeah, <laughs>
0: enough said so my number one my album of the year was the heads Are zeros their self-titled album this is this is a masterpiece uh they the band kind of uh silently called you know called it quits um, after releasing the album but it, it still deserves it deserves your attention. In the world of mathcore, there there are very few you know seldom inspired albums like this that are an actual band that recorded all the parts too. I mean, it's not like anything is programmed. Um, you know, David Gill, who is the guitarist of the project, has been involved in other really great stuff like American Motherhood. Just um, you know, pretty much it seems like a cornerstone of that Baltimore scene.
1: Female-fronted hardcore, um, I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy, man. It's like, uh, you know, Screamo at this point, like, it, it's such a rare thing to see this kind of band. Well, this um, band is
0: like kind of an amalgamation of, of, uh, Mathcore and Screamo and yeah, Grind, yeah, we'll some people of would call it Grindcore you know? too, but again, yeah. that's gonna um, cause the whole grind this isn't grind core discussion false grind is what they they, uh, they labeled themselves <laughs> but there's just a beautiful so side just claiming it
1: uh, it's this bittersweet thing of uh, them uh, riding off into the sunset you know quietly it's like oh they, they did make right.
0: a big deal yeah, out of it yeah. yeah this is probably where it, the news is first breaking <laughs> yeah game on man just do it people care though and yeah. um, again that's it, it was a good album so yeah. I hope more people listen to it
1: yeah um, so uh, with that um, I guess I'm going to take this over Um, Christian he did EPs and then uh, what we call full lengths I'm just going to do a top 10 mine's a little simpler a little more like you're smart
0: you made less work for yourself
1: well less work but it it was also harder because I kind of blended everything together so you guys will see just a few mixed genres here with myself but uh, I mean well with it Um, so uh, top 10 um, I'm going to go with 10 first Uh, 10 is going to be dying fetus uh, wrong one to fuck with (laughs) <laughs> um. So, yeah. Yeah. Number ten. Um. I wanted this to be higher in the list, but it is nothing like Reign Supreme at all. So, yeah.
0: Um. Still heavy though.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. Number nine, and just like on Christian's list, uh, from Unforgiving Arms of God. Uh. Number eight is going to be Kublai Khan Nomad. Solid, solid hardcore.
0: Didn't they just sign to Rise or something?
1: For this record, yes. Yes. Good call, sir. Good call. Um, So, uh, number seven, Converge in the the Dusk and Us. Um, I have a Converge tattoo. I've been listening to him forever. This album should have been higher on my list. I just didn't listen to it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, Definitely went to... I still, I mean, I still go to Jane Doe all the time. So mm, you I don't fail know. me. <laughs> <sighs> just People sl- are, are ranking it up there with those albums. Though. Yeah, I just dig. I dug myself a hole though. I just can't get
0: out of it. Dude, under duress alone.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, next up uh, would be uh, Snooze. Actually, extremely. It's a no-brainer and then such a catchy album on, on that note it's no brainer right after that it's gonna be good game uh, <laughs> yeah we de-
0: definitely yeah, we, same thought process there
1: it's almost like we have a podcast together mm-hmm. <laughs> that's almost like we've been best friends for, forever, forever yeah it's crazy um and after that, uh, King Cruel. This is going to be my genre switch up oh, here. Oh, see, King that's, Cruel, the, the this is oops. why
0: I regret not working in some other but, genres in my because I love that album.
1: But if we were going to do this and we went other genres, this music nerd to my side here would have had, like, four different lists. I wouldn't have. So yeah, I would have lost sleep. Yeah, and then, like, oh, yeah, I would have been yelling at him and shit. We can't do that. <laughs> so um, number three on the list is going to be, just like Christian Man, uh, The Heads Are Zeroes. They're self-titled. Uh, it's a uh, right off into the sunset. Um female fronted screamo thank you very much for having that I appreciate it you know uh, number two that one
0: came out really early in the year too yeah it so really early yeah. I feel like it escaped a lot of people's lists probably
1: it escaped me I ha- I actually went back to hope that it was released this year and it was <laughs> so um, number two on my list uh, less art this uh, strangled light this would be uh, members of curl up and die they are very just kind of a slower m- melodic hardcore kind of approach from Oakland really awesome and then uh number 1 on my list is going to be primitive man uh caustic just awesome 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 nasty hardcore right there just caustic
0: doom you mean yeah
1: doom well hardcore just you know just just it's just mm. yeah. Eh. yeah
0: that would it's doom. doom dude doom yeah, it's doom
1: hey it's doom dude
0: whatever it is it's it's doom dude
1: hmm. All right. there it is
0: All right, so that was our best of 2017 lists. So next we've got a couple very special treats for you. Our interning correspondent, Carson, has been very hard at work bringing us all kinds of really great content and interviews recently.
1: They have been pumping shit out.
0: Like crazy. Um, So we've got two interviews for you guys. Um, The first one, um, well, the second one I'm not going to spoil for you, but the first one is an interview with the woke lad, Michael, from ARMS, and uh, they talk about MathCore, they talk about uh, the current state of affairs in the scene in Florida, and uh, they talk about uh, Arms's upcoming release, here we go.
4: This is Carson from MathCore Index, MathCast, Uh, uh, you know, you know the deal, I'm here with uh, not only the guitarist from Arms but the head admin of the odd-metered mathcore shitposting group odd-metered mathcore shitposting um
5: Michael say hello hey what's up it's very cold it's it's really cold out here right now it's incredibly cold i'm dying yeah you're from Florida so it's just it's it's very yeah. uh, what does what does Florida think of mathcore um, Florida doesn't tend to think a whole lot about mathcore. We got a couple bands out there who, you know, sort of fit into the mathcore genre per se, like Pharo from South Florida. They're a pretty big name. Um, other than that, yeah, we have a bit of a hardcore scene around Central Florida. Um, we really don't have a whole lot of, you know, like chaotic bands um, in our veins. Right on. Per se. So... Do you do you think that
4: it's easier to just say that you're a hardcore band and then gig as a hardcore band than it is to say you're a mathcore or a chaotic hardcore band or an experimental hardcore
5: band? Um that's actually a tough call because if you're you know within the genre that we play it's kind of tough to fit into the hardcore or the metal scenes we're kind of just in a weird crossroads in between hardcore and metal um sometimes we book hardcore shows sometimes we book metal shows but we don't completely fit into either so it's a yeah it's a tough call for sure question.
4: Uh you guys seem to gain a lot of online support based on just like Bandcamp supporters, you know, when you're when you're scrolling through your Bandcamp supporters on your album Blackout, there seems to be just like supporter after supporter after supporter. In this new internet age, do you think it's easier to just be an online band rather than a touring band? Do you think uh, not that there's money to be made just online, but as far as popularity goes, do you sometimes think that we should just stay a band that is
5: just online? absolutely yes i do um and if anything we're a perfect testament to that because we started out as an online band arms has been a um a band since 2011 and for the longest time even through the release of blackout it was actually just paul who um worked on arms this project is essentially his brainchild so yeah in a lot of ways it is more convenient for bands to just um to just be online projects because that is the future of communication for sure so you guys have a new split coming out can you talk about that um yeah we we're doing a split with a band called seizures from california and they're fantastic um excellent band for sure um we wrote two new songs for that split um we played one of them tonight as a matter of fact um we do not have a working title yet for that song however but um the other one is called junk witch and uh Yeah, we're super stoked to record them, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's definitely some of our best work to this date. Awesome. Well, when can we expect that? Um, Ideally, it should be coming out within the next few months. We actually just uh, received a message from Seizures saying that um, they just got done recording. So, you know, they still have to undergo the mixing and the mastering process and, you know, what have you. But, uh, yeah, it um, expect it in early 2018. All right. Awesome. Well, where can people find your shit? Um, well, we're on Bandcamp. Uh, yeah, you can just search ARMS on Bandcamp. We are not the pop rock band called ARMS from New York. We are the other ARMS on Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we have links to that on our Facebook page as well.
4: Odd meter math course shit posting. Go give it a like.
5: Um, I mean, go give it a like if you want to hate yourself. But yeah, sure. <laughs> All right.
4: Well, thank you, Michael.
0: All right. So that was our interning correspondent Carson uh, talking to Michael of Arms, and uh, you heard it here first. They're going to be putting out a new. Uh, split EP with Seizures, one of my other favorite bands um, out here in California.
1: So excited to like hear more of Seizures.
0: It's been a long time since the Sanity Universal. I think that was 2014. Am I
1: looking at the vinyl You are, right actually. Now you're looking your... at it right now. Yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> with a
0: special note from the band on there, yeah, which I'm... I haven't thrown away because I... I'm a sappy bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Christian's mantle right now, and he actually has Seizures just like up on the wall, so I just like, noticed that.
0: Yeah, yeah along with uh, See You Stay's Cowboy and my, uh, my brand new uh, Hell Songs LP. I think it's the second pressing that I, I snagged at the... Uh, The final Dollinger Escape Plan shows, but we'll go over that in a second. You're just bragging. (laughs) So, next, uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, uh, we are very proud to have, uh, again, thanks to Carson, uh, quite a lengthy interview with number 12 Looks Like You next. And here we go. This is Carson, here for Mathcore Index,
4: and uh, I have 12 unread text messages in my phone right now, and that's fitting, because I'm sitting here with the number 12 Looks Like You, which is a sentence I didn't think I would say today when I woke up. But um, let's, uh, let's go around, say your name, uh, what you do in the band, uh, your favorite Goo Goo Dolls song, possibly, maybe. Who
6: knows? I'm Michael Kadner, I play drums. No Goo Goo Dolls for me, sorry.
7: All right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I'm DJ and I play bass. And also, No Goo no Goo for me. Okay. All right. Alexis and Guitars.
2: <laughs> no Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, Jesse, I sing. Uh, Boy Named Goo is the name of the album, right? Iris is what you're Iris, sure. That's the only song I know. <laughs> and that's the correct answer, so thank you. All right.
4: Yes. <laughs> um, so you guys are on a 12-year tour for Nuclear Sad Nuclear, which you released back in 2005. There was a lot of speculation within sort of the mathcore and hardcore and, you know, extreme music communities that it would be, you guys would go on a 10-year for Mongrel. Um, but, you know, 12 is, you know, very much a number that your band identifies with, so it makes more <laughs> sense to go on a 12-year for a record. Can we expect a 12-year for other records or is this just kind of a one-off thing because you wanted to play this record in particular? What was sort of the, the thought process behind, okay, we're going to go out on a 12 year for nuclear sat nuclear.
2: <laughs> I guess, uh, it lined up perfectly with what we were doing. Um, you know, we started, we, we started the band back up last year, beginning of last year and, uh, it was the 12th anniversary, um, for nuclear. And, um, it wouldn't have really worked out with the other albums because uh, we had to learn a lot of stuff. We had to start writing stuff, and so this sort of fell into a perfect time category of the 12th anniversary of Nuclear. Uh, so yeah, of course, definitely, definitely will be a other 12th anniversary tours and releases of such cool I think I think that's an answer that people will be very excited about so um
4: (laughs) we need
7: two more years to learn mongrel that's
4: the the uh, real real answer uh fun mongrel trivia everyone uh earlier if it disappeared off iTunes uh I believe uh, you re-uploaded it with some messed up audio which was it was sick it was sick honestly (laughs) (laughs) what happened with that can I ask
7: uh yeah well we we took all of our music back uh like all the old albums back, so we had everything taken down from all streaming services and I was in charge of putting it back up and uh, I ripped a CD that had been sitting in the band van, a copy of Mongrel, that had melted. It was like a sealed version I, I ripped it in and I checked one section of one song just to make sure it was all right and that one section was the only section that was all right on the entire thing, so it was all just a mess and then I had to redo it. That's <laughs> hilarious, honestly. Yeah. Um,
4: okay, all right well I, I'm glad we got the backstory Honestly. on that <laughs> so uh I also read in a uh, in an interview with one of you it was it was uh, one of the two original members that uh, you felt like you hadn't written the best number twelve record yet, um, which is why you felt the need to do a new record. Um, what does the best number twelve record mean to you like what do you think it's it's the next one? Do you think that uh you know you should incorporate more improvisation or what what makes the best number 12 record for you?
8: I, mean, I think that the, the band is always evolving, and that's been always a progression of the band from each record um, to the next one since the beginning. So uh, when we left off at Worst Than Alone, it was the closest to the sounds that I think that we all had been envisioning, um, but still quite not... like the best one that we um had written and it's still you know it, it, we never can make it that prediction whatever will happen happens and, and um you know we're always going to be proud of what, what we do in the moment and every band is always going to want their their newest stuff to be the best so um i think that the new stuff will equally just be a next phase of growth with new members and right on. um Also, a whole lot of new, I think, growth from our own personal lives. So, I think we've all like grown as musicians and people and individuals. So, that's all going to reflect in the new music.
4: Awesome. Uh, A lot of the times on your records, you will throw in some weird stuff, especially on like the Gardens All Nighters and like uh, uh, there's. A bunch of moments on mongrel that you know have like weird acoustic spanish guitar or just weird changes is there anything super weird or unexpected are there some bagpipes on this record are there some like marimba or like what's going on what can we expect that's
7: that's, that's, that's funny. funny we just we talked know. about marimba today on one of
8: the tracks that we're working yeah. on uh no yesterday i'm sorry yeah so uh, we'll see yeah, there's yeah. going to be a whole bunch of new stuff on their uh, new instrumentation. I've been learning a whole bunch of instruments, so there, there will be a lot of like, new stuff, percussion and everything. So
4: On, on Wikipedia, it credits you as playing like seven different instruments in the band. And I was like, he's, he's the guitarist, but apparently he also plays like 12 other instruments, which is awesome. Uh, so that's awesome that you guys are experimenting with new stuff. With the member changes, uh, you know, you guys used to have two vocalists, you, have to, you used to have two guitarists. Is it uh, weird having that much space on stage?
2: Um, I wouldn't say weird. It's pretty great, actually. <laughs> That's uh, what I thought you'd answer, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just oddly talking about this, uh, I think, even today. Um, how we couldn't believe we were able to do what we did back then with so many people on stage. And I was telling Alex yesterday that some kid came up to me, he said the last time he saw us was when we had six members, the other singer and the other guitarist. And he's like, but the thing is I hear you guys today and it sounds like there's nothing missing at all. And I think that's sort of the point is like, is, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to uh, hear that and also to feel like we can really sort of, uh, you know, grow into the the stage and really have it and have it be our own and not feel contained in a in a corner because it's so cluttered. That's
4: awesome. I, I mean, I mean, that's that's definitely something that you worry about when you switch from being a two guitar band to a one guitar band. So I, I mean, it's awesome that you can fill out the sound. It's- and uh, you guys recently, I believe it was the last tour you went on before this one. You guys were in Russia with the Dillinger Escape Plan. Um, had had you had the new members ever played in Russia before? Just I'm I'm so curious as to what gigging in <laughs> Russia is
7: like. Yeah, well, we went we went to Russia by ourselves. That was after the Dillinger run, um, and it was all through Mike because his other band had been there the last year, or so. Or the spring, right?
6: Yeah, I, I toured in Russia with my other band, for Gaia. and the same promoter contacted us to do the number twelve run. <laughs> okay,
4: awesome. My apologies. I thought that one was with Dillinger. No, yeah. Um.
6: Yeah, Dillinger was Europe, and then Russia was just us. Yeah, but it was the same tour. It was like back to back. Yeah.
4: Should have done my research and oh, just right. I
7: fucking wish up. Played with Dillinger. That would have been. been <laughs> Dude, Russia is is ridiculous. Like the, the people that come out are all nuts and so grateful and thankful for anything you do for them like just people crying when we're like signing a ticket stub or something and it's it's overwhelming and uh it's amazing that people feel that way about our music so
4: when was the last time you had played in russia since then we've never
8: been to russia
4: really okay all right i thought i saw an instagram post that was like it's been a while russia (laughs) i was like wow (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Didn't know they went there. Yeah, it's, it's been a whole lifetime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been an entire time of being a band. All right. Is there anything about this tour that you've noticed, like playing old songs? Uh, is, is there anything you've picked up on that you're, um, that makes the old material more exciting? Or just playing with younger bands, does that make it a little more exciting? I mean, Rollo Tomasi's been around for forever. But uh, is just playing older material more exciting or what is it what's this tour what's the takeaway from this tour been
7: well for me personally i feel like uh every time we talk about learning more old songs i'm always like hemming it on about whether they're as cool as the ones we already know and then i get forced into it like this i you know i had to learn a bunch of songs and every time i do i gain a new respect for the material and so i'm really looking forward to doing the other albums whenever we get to them after we do the new music and in terms of this tour, I think we all agree that like this has been like the friendliest, nicest, easy-going tour ever, so like I I know the Cryptodira dudes from back in the day, Um, and because I play with them with my other band, uh, Dead Empires, and the Robo people are like just total sweethearts, so it's been been a dream, super easy.
6: Yeah, from my perspective, it's been a dream come true because I grew up listening to this record and I didn't play drums on it. So to be able to learn every song and kind of get inside this, you know, inside the mind space of this record gives me a little more perspective going forward to oh, the yeah. new material. So you can still kind of pay respect to the past, but also bring my influence and the new influences of Alex and Jesse. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a dream come true and it's been a pleasure. The bands are super nice. Everything is super smooth.
4: Alexis, did you have to kind of be selective with which guitar part you were playing when i mean did you know the other guitar parts already or what what was it when you it came to relearning this record
8: yeah I think relearning this album helped me self reflect with how I used to write and uh, once again like how i've grown since then and um, i you know I, I focus a lot on arrangement when I write and Um, It it wasn't too hard to just, like, to fill out the sound with new chord voicings and harmony and and just, like, musical concepts that I'm already already familiar with that I could um, really make that a bigger sound. But um, the good thing about relearning the album, it's just helped me reconnect a little bit with with the music because I I think I was pretty out of touch as far as... uh, you know how I used to write this kind of stuff, or or even writing like heavier material, because I, I've been playing a lot of lighter stuff in the past several years. So um, it has been a good experience to relearn it and and also modify it in, in ways that maybe decisions that we made on that album when I was younger um, that I wasn't so happy about, and to just make it a little bit tighter or with the new members, and also um, make them a little bit more exciting live. So I. I think the album sounds better live than what it's on on the album, so it's cool if, for fans who are a fan of the album uh, to come out and see it because it's gonna, I think it sounds better and tighter than on the record, so. That's
4: awesome, That I'm really, really looking forward to hearing it live. You know, a lot
8: of these songs, we there's like four or five songs that like we've never really played live at all, uh, even back then, so um, if fans are really like this album, it's like the one. One of the few times we'll probably be playing this like this because like i don't i don't know when we'll be doing it again so
4: right on that that that's a reason to come out for sure i mean i had i bought a ticket the second it was announced because i was just like okay i have to hear all these songs live that's awesome uh so last question i won't take up too much of your time uh jesse Mm -hmm. um how much can you tell us about the new record (laughs) everyone wants to know
6: Say no comment, walk away.
4: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the coolest thing ever. If you broke my phone, I'd be fine. You're
2: going your arm. <laughs> um, yeah, really, no
4: comment. Can, can, can't say anything yet. Can any of you tell me anything about the new record?
8: Well, I have most of the album already written, so... <laughs> if anything, I have the most like, insight. Yeah, okay. he's, got, he's got the most thoughts. But, uh... Hmm i say without giving out too much information is, um
6: we're refining
8: things okay <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's an a interesting answer <laughs> the album's written and and it's and but we're in the process of yeah yeah just making things a lot tighter creating different drafts and versions of songs and and um you know experimenting right now we're just really experimenting uh and, and switching working with different sounds and ideas and whatever so Different drafts of songs, different giraffes of songs. Yeah, yeah giraffes. giraffes. Yeah.
4: Absolutely, yeah.
6: And a lot of marimba. Yeah, a lot of marimba. I love is. it. I love it.
4: No, that's that's what I, I everything I could have hoped for.
8: Yeah, there will be a lot of different stuff, and like I said, things that we've learned as musicians and have grown as individuals. So I think we'll reflect in the new new album.
4: And can we definitely look for it next year? definite next year or no I freaking hope so. uh,
6: yeah. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say definitely maybe
4: <laughs> definitely maybe all right well you heard it here first on MathCast. definitely maybe from the number 12 <laughs> looks like you which is the name of the record so hi everyone this is carson uh that was my interview with the number 12 looks like you thank you so much for listening uh number 12 was a very very important band to me growing up um and i've told christian this several times before They were the first Mathcore band I ever got into. I had no idea what Mathcore was. I did not care to get into more of it. I just thought the number 12 was wild. And I loved them because I didn't think anyone else would love them. Um, And I wanted to... uh, I didn't want to be a poser, uh, I guess. Who knows? Um, But anyway, uh, I really, really loved that band for a very long time in my life. And it was very awesome to uh, interview them. Um after gaining a new love for them uh, over recent years so uh, thank you so much for listening I wanted to say that and also give a huge shout out to um, everyone that was so nice to Christian and I at the final Dillinger show with Daughters in Code Orange I guess uh, this last week Um, all of you were super nice and I did not even get to meet all of you so um, I think that says a lot when you have an internet community where people are just so nice that uh, there's so many of them and they're all worth meeting in person. And I didn't even, I, I, I got to most of you, but I, I don't think I got to meet everybody. So just shout out to all of you for being so hospitable to Christian and Jay and I, uh, Jay lives in New York. So I, I assume he knew most of you, but, um, it was still really cool. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it looks like we're going to be doing more interviews like this soon. Um, I'm hoping we get like Kansas or, um, you know, someone, you know, like a real band, you know, like Kansas or Yes or Rush. Anyway, bye. bye.
0: All right. Thank you, Carson. That was our intern and correspondent, Carson, interviewing uh, the number 12 Looks Like You.
1: How are we going to get Rush to get the interview, <laughs> though? It's going to
0: be hard. Really great meeting all of you at the final Dillinger Escape Plan shows. Um, it, yeah, just an honor to finally... To, just to finally meet so many people in person that I've been friends with on the internet for like ten years. It was it was a really great time. Um, met Brock from Good Game, Michael from Arms, uh, Jeff from Sci-O, uh you know, Emmett and some uh, shit. Big
1: Carson, <laughs> Cowboys.
0: Least of all, least of all, <laughs> Carson. Um, you know, all the guys from Detached the Islands and, and Juan Bond, Kevin Brown of, of Dillinger Compound. There are people over there from the UK. Uh, this guy. Uh, Kaz, who's uh, in the guitarist, of pupil slicer, super cool dude. It was, it was just, uh, yeah, the whole the whole fam was there, so it was a really good time. And there was still a bunch of people that I didn't get the chance to meet, so um, maybe at the uh, at the botch reunion show, as Jeff said, <laughs> <laughs> wishful thinking, <laughs> wishful thinking. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, I guess that about wraps it up for the uh, the sixteenth episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian.
1: I'm your co-host Levi.
0: And we'll be back again next month with some more Sick Underground Bands and hopefully some more interviews. Good night and stay beautiful.